You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Shotgun snap, Garoppolo's throwing to Adams, on a slam, catches it at the goal line, leans in, touchdown Raiders! Devontae Adams cut out left and then back inside, and Jimmy G hit him on a strike to make this game 23-13 with 5.41 to go. This is Unnecessary Roughness, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Q. And here we go, Raider Nation, coming in hot today. <laughs> I should have ran to the room and changed it to a red polo. I'm coming in hot today on this Thursday. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I see you, Ari, in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. You gotcha. got the red shirt on right there. You represent. I'll tell you, during the commercial break, I might just go and change my polo shirt today. I got the khakis on already. All I needed to do was have the red polo on at some point in the show. Sometime between now and the end of the show, I will let you know why I'm coming in hot. Has nothing to do with sports, has nothing to do with football, has nothing to do with the Raiders, has nothing to do with Twitter. <laughs> all right, so we can eliminate all that stuff right now, but your boy is coming in hot. So hopefully at some point in the show, I'll be able to, uh, be able to get out of, the, out of the system why I'm coming in so hot. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good day to have a good day, Raider Nation. Always glad to be with you, here for you, with you for the next three hours. Again, Ari in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. And, of course, it's being brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. I'll tell you a lot more about them later on in the show. And, look, it's officially the time to turn the page to week four. Uh, The first three weeks of the season are in the books, right? I mean, it's just that simple. Uh, The loss on Sunday night to the Steelers, officially in the books. The Raiders have turned the page. They're focused on the Chargers, and we are too. We got our first preview of the Chargers yesterday. Uh, We had our guy Money Smith, Matt Money Smith, on yesterday, play-by-play caller for the Chargers on the radio. And, uh, you know, he gave us a little bit of a preview. We're going to get more deep dive into the Chargers today as well, and we'll do it on Friday as we head into the weekend. So it's week four of the NFL season. It's already here. I say it's already here, but it's still a long season. There's 18 weeks that are guaranteed, 17 games, and anything that you earn after that is gravy. Right? You you earn the postseason, you earn the postseason, and and it is what it is. But uh, we're already talking about week four of the NFL season. And, you know, for the Chargers – they come out of this game coming up on Sunday, and they're in their bye week. They got the bye week in week five, so they got the rest of the season. They've got to rock and roll and navigate through injuries and bumps and bruises, this, that, and the other, game in and game out. I mean, from, you know, the week six, the beginning of week six, all the way through week 18, the Chargers have to go. The Raiders, on the other hand, have the exact opposite, right? Don't get a bye week till way later in the end of the season. So they're doing all the, the heavy lifting right now. They're doing all the grunt work in. Uh, by that point of the season, when they get to their bye week, then they'll only have a handful of games left that are guaranteed on the schedule, and we'll see where they are as a team at that point, see what their record looks like, and see what we're talking about as far as uh, you know moving forward. But uh, that's for another day. Coming up on the show today, excited about the guests that we have. Speaking of play-by-play callers, we've got one of the best in the business. One of the best in their business. There's two guys, and this is just me personally, there's two guys in the play-by-play world that I think are the best of the best. One will be unnamed. I'll just say this. He used to be the play-by-play caller for the Raiders. I'll just throw that out there right there. (laughs) He used to be that guy, right? He's not anymore. He now is the play-by-play voice of the San Francisco 49ers. But don't need to throw his name out there. And the other one is our guest that we have today, Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan from CBS Sports, fantastic. Uh, Saw him at the Super Bowl uh, in Phoenix not too long ago, obviously, back in February when we were there representing as a radio station and got to sit down off the record and just talk shop with them for like 15 or 20 minutes. And it was just great because guys like him, 
guys like the former, uh, you know, play-by-play caller of the Silver and Black are two of the best in the business. And I love Jason Horwitz. I think Jason Horwitz does a fantastic job for the Silver and Black. Obviously, he's new to the team, but that's cool. I think that he's got such a great opportunity to build up his name and, 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 and his career with the Raiders because he's so young. And that's how, that's how I think stars are really born. And I think Jason Horwitz is going to be a star. But Kevin Harlan, one of the best in the business. So he's going to join us at 2.30. He's going to be on the call. It's the second time he's had a Raider game so far this season. Uh, he had week two against Buffalo. And uh, he's going to have this one against the Chargers. Of course, Trent Green and Melanie Collins are his, uh, his teammates as far as the call goes for CBS Sports. He also does Monday night football for Westwood One. He does Thursday night football for Westwood One. This dude is a busy, busy guy. As a matter of fact, what was it? I think on Sunday. Yeah, I think Sunday I was sitting at the house and I was watching – I don't remember what game it was. It might have been Miami. I can't remember. Whatever game he was on. And he said, what did he say? He said something about the Broncos because he – no, it wasn't the Broncos. It was whoever – whatever game he had on Thursday night. So, anyway, the story sucks now because I can't remember. <laughs> but, anyway, he, he referenced the last game that he, he had called, and he said, man, these games are starting to run together. I got so many games that he's calling. And he, and he does. And he, he's just – he's one of the better voices, and he can cover anything. He can talk, do uh, basketball – football, whatever the case may be. He's just one of the great voices in the business. So Kevin Harlan joins us from CBS Sports coming up at 2.30. He'll be on the call for the Silver and Black, well, for the, the game for CBS Sports on Sunday. At 3.30, Lincoln Kennedy, he joins us each Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesdays, we review the pre previous game. On Thursdays, we preview the upcoming game. So uh, we got everything out about that Steelers game, got that out of our system with Lincoln on Tuesday. He brought up some really good points about the team struggling and where they're at so far at 1-2 and two overall in the season. And now we'll start to look forward with Lincoln and see what he's going to be looking forward to to this game. And, you know, one of the big emphasis that I have is Josh Jacobs in the running game. Can that thing get going? Can that finally get cooking? I think it's something that's going to be needed in a major way for multiple reasons this upcoming Sunday against the Chargers. But Josh Jacobs in that, that run game has got to get going. And, you know, one of the questions that I have, I wonder, and I don't know this, I don't know the answer to it, I wonder if Josh Jacobs is pressing at all. And what I mean by that is, you know, when guys get big-time contracts and then they want to go out there and show that they, they deserve that contract, then sometimes they press a little bit. I think a lot of that happens in baseball more times than anything else. But sometimes players will go out there and press a little bit. And I know he didn't get the contract that he was exactly looking for, but if you hold out, you don't show up to camp, you don't show up to preseason, you finally get, you know, a decent type of contract. You get a little bit more, than, more money than you were expecting to get then almost I, I feel like he can get that sense of, well, now i got to go out there and show why I was holding out because I am the best. And, and maybe not really play and, and, and react the same way that he normally would. Again, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not saying he is. I just wonder if that's a part of what's going on with uh, Josh Jacobs in the running game. It just seems like, you know, I know there's only one different offensive lineman uh, out there. It just seems like something has changed drastically to why this run game is not going. Obviously, we know about Jimmy G and not – testing the ball down the field. I know that that's an element as well. But, you know, the run game just really has not got going, and it needs to. So uh, we'll talk to Lincoln Kennedy about what he thinks the game plan should be, what he thinks about the run game, the O-line, you know, Jimmy G not taking the ball down the field, all that stuff. We'll do that at 3.30 with the great Lincoln Kennedy. At 4 o'clock, Vinny Bonsignor, who is over at Raiders uh, facility right now, checking out practice. He'll join us as he does each and every Thursday. And normally he joins us at 2.30, but – 
because the way the Raiders have changed their schedule and their locker room uh, time and availability, we've had to move Vinny around a little bit. So he's going to be kind enough to join us at 4 o'clock. He might also send over some locker room sound like he did yesterday. We heard from Jermaine Illuminor and Andre James. That was great. But we'll pick Vinny's brain. He'll be in L.A. for the game on Sunday. I will not, but Vinny will be there. So, uh, yeah, he'll be taking off, I'm sure, tomorrow after uh, the morning tailgate is over. So uh, we'll, che- we'll catch up with Vinny, all things silver and black, what he's hearing from the team, what he's seeing out there in practice, including – the fact that Jimmy G was out there practicing today. And it's funny, he tweeted that out, that Jimmy G is out there practicing today. And it was just during the, you know, the warm-up session, you know, just like the stretching period when they first got going. The window for reporters to be out there with their cameras and tweeting is very, very small. Some teams do it differently. The Raiders have a very small window for us to be out there. So Vinny tweeted out that Jimmy G is out there, and it makes sense from what we've heard. We've heard that he's been progressing really well through the concussion protocol, and there was a lot of expectations that he's going to be available for Sunday. I'll tell you, Raider Nation, when Vinny tweeted that out and I said, hey, that's a, that's a positive and significant sign for Sunday, I, it blows my mind to see how many people are like, positive for who? Good news for who? So, you know, like I, I have never seen anyone who's turned on a quarterback as quickly as everyone turned on Jimmy G. I was never a big fan of the signing, but once he was the Raiders quarterback, I'm like, well, F it. He's the Raiders quarterback. I want the dude to win just like I'd want anyone else to win. Right, and it's just it's just wild to see that a guy got a concussion, and so many people are like, "Yeah, I'm done, I'm done. Let's go and throw the guy in that we saw in the preseason because the preseason always translates to the regular season." But that's not the conversation that I want to have today. <laughs> I mean, just it just to me, it kind of blew my mind to see so many people push back. Again, I have nothing nothing against Aiden O'Connell at all. Right, nothing. I just think that this is not the time in Week Four to pass the sticks on to him. I think the Raiders still have plenty to play for. Right. I mean, they're one and two. They're second place in the AFC West. <laughs> I mean, that's not the time, in my opinion, to just throw in the towel and be like, all right, well, F it. We're just going to see what happens the rest of the season. And that's the response that I've been getting. I've been getting a ton of people who's like, no, Q, we already know what the season's going to be, so just throw Aiden O'Connell out there. I was like, really? Do you? It's three weeks. Like, man, I, I get it, man. Like, it's been a long time since there's been consistent winning around here. I get it. But, man, I didn't, I didn't go through – I didn't make it through the summer – I didn't make it through the offseason, the training camp, and preseason to, to crap away the season after three weeks, right? I just – I didn't. I don't, I don't know about you. I, I look forward to game days. I look forward to each and every week seeing what it's going to look like. Even if I go into the game with a bad feeling that the team's not going to win, I just want to see it out there. I love football. I love seeing the action, right? And, and there's nothing more than I want than this team to win. So, you know, it's just it's, – it's, I mean, I guess just being – I don't want to say jaded, but I guess just being kind of taken aback a, a because the team is not doing doing well or doing great, you know, and the quarterback, yeah, he's struggling. Jimmy's struggling. I, I would never make anything up and say he wasn't. He's struggling. But he's the guy that they brought in to be the starting quarterback because they felt like he gave them the best chance to win in this system. So I don't think that that changes through three weeks. But, man, I'll tell you, I had a ton of pushback. Uh, uh, when when I tweeted out and, and really just quote tweeted what, what Vinny had to say, or even yesterday when Josh McDaniel said he was progressing through the concussion protocol. So those are the guests that we have coming up on the show. Kevin Harlan, CBS Sports, he'll join us at 2.30. Lincoln Kennedy at 3.30. Vinny Bonsignor at 4. We'll also have our NFL picks for week four coming up at 3 o'clock. And Ari has let me know that we tied. I don't I don't know how we're doing all this, dude. I, I really don't. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to have to need you to come to the front of the congregation, step up to the pulpit, and explain to me how we continue to tie or you get close or even beat me because you are not very good at this. <laughs> well, apparently I am. And apparently I can't, not. I cannot explain how we tie, but, um, you know, all the facts are right there for you to just go ahead and Google if you want to look at the games. <laughs> you don't trust me. It was a rough week for both of us, by the way. 
I mean, you said we went ten and six. It's not really a rough week. Well, it's eh. not bad. Ten and six ain't bad. Yeah, but 20. we want, but we want undefeated here. I mean, it's it's unnecessary roughness with Q Myers. Well, hey, you we'll know what never, that means. We we'll don't, never be undefeated <laughs> around here. <laughs> we don't mess around with hey, anything but wins. Hey, dog, <laughs> we we ain't gonna be undefeated <laughs> around here. Let Raider Ray, Ray Nation will let you know that. <laughs> yeah. There ain't nothing undefeated about this show. So we're gonna keep it, we're gonna keep it moving, right? That's how we roll. So we'll do our NFL picks on uh, for week four. We'll do that around three o'clock, and then we'll have uh, reason or excuse coming up at four thirty. I got a few reasons why. I think Ari's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, still hanging in there, but maybe those are just excuses. We'll, we'll determine that coming up at 4.30. But, no, excited about the show as always. Of course, we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Kevin Harlan, 2.30, Lincoln Kennedy, 3.30, Vinny Boston, you are 4. With all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m., is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. All right, so here we go. Got a couple questions I'd like to bring to the table. And, of course, like to hear from you as well. Whatever it is that you want to bring to the table is all good. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. Already got some folks chiming in on the phone line, so we'll get to you in a hot minute before we get to Kevin Harlan coming up at 2.30. But the questions that I have, based off of the responses I've been getting uh, about Jimmy G and basically go ahead and sit him on the bench regardless if he's healthy or not and, and put Aiden O'Connell in there. My question is to you, Raider Nation, in all sincerity, not me being a smart ass at all. It might come all sounding like I'm being smart, but I am not. What do you believe the Raiders want to get accomplished this season? Like the 2023 season, what do you think that the goal is for the Raiders? And what do you think the goal should be for the Raiders? So you tell me what you think the team what they, what you think their goals are, and you tell me what you believe their goals should be. That's one question that I have for you because I do feel like there's a lot of fans that are okay with, hey, I don't care what the season looks like. I just want to go ahead and see what the young guys could do and maybe build on it. And if that's how you feel, that's okay. That's cool, right? I respect that. I just want to know what we're, what we're working with. I want to know what our expectations are for this team because I'll tell you straight up, I want to see a team win. I really do. And – it's, it's so fun talking about teams that win. I love talking about the Aces. You know why? They win. <laughs> I, like, I like talking about teams that win. It's, I mean, it's just so much fun. It really is. I can get used to talking about winners, right? I don't care if it's college ball. I don't care if it's high school. I don't care, I don't care if we're playing Chinese checkers. I like talking about winning, <laughs> right? So that's, that's me. So going into the season, I think that with the, the blend of veterans and young guys, I feel like that the Raiders don't expect to, to be a Super Bowl team. They, you know, with their schedule, and they have a really tough schedule, I think that their goal is to get as close to the playoffs as possible and maybe find a way to sneak into them, right? That, that's what I believe their, their goal is. Also, get the young guys up to date because they're going to be the, the foundation of this team, right? Get the Tyree Wilsons cooking. Get the Ja'Korian Bennett's cooking. Get the Michael Mayers cooking. Get guys like that going. Get Zamir White more involved, right? Get young guys, Dylan Parham. Thayer Munford, you know, Aiden O'Connell, maybe sprinkle him in towards the end of the season, depending on what it looks like. This is, again, just my thoughts. That's what I think. That's, but that's just me. So I would love to hear from you what you think you believe the Raiders want to get accomplished this season, what, what their goals are, and what do you believe that their goals should be. And then when we focus on the game, we start talking about just the Raiders and Chargers, for those that want to focus on the game, what do you think it's going to take to jumpstart this Raiders offense? Because right now, under 20 points a game is not going to do it. 
especially against the Chargers team that's putting up like 28, 24, 36, right? They're putting – that almost sounds like a combination lock, right? They're putting up numbers. So, you know, let me know. Those are the two thoughts that I have out there. Um, I, I, I personally think when it comes to the game and how to get the offense jump-started, I think it all starts and ends with number eight in that offensive line. I really do. Like, I'm going to hang my hat on to get the ju- offense started. There's got to be a run game. It's got to be. Jacobs has got to get cooking. He's got to be a threat. And I don't know what that's going to take. You know, Lincoln Kennedy talked about the team being more physical at the point of attack. If that's it, then, okay, there's more pressure on the offensive line. Jermaine Illuminor kind of alluded to that when, when we heard from him yesterday, right? He said, we've got to do better up front. He said that. Not his words, not mine. So those, those are really the, the keys that I have. But I'd love to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to Marietta. Let's talk to our guy, Evan. Evan, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q, I appreciate the time. Uh, very unhappy Raider fan. I think so unhappy. I think Al Davis is turning over in his grave right now. Um, first thing I want to talk about is communication. 30 years in the military, and you got to have leaders who, who can communicate. And Josh McDaniels is a very poor communicator. Um, you know, I really enjoyed listening to Gruden and Basachi. And McDonald, McDaniels, you know, he says, you know, like every other, you know, every other sentence, um, his communication over why he chose to kick a field goal was just absolutely disgraceful. No one's ever uh, kicked a field goal in that situation in the history of the two-point conversion, and he said he'd do it again. I mean, when you, when you say something idiotic like that, um, it, and it didn't work, so it made it even look more even idiotic, um, you've lost your locker room, and I think you've lost your team and, and basically Raider fans. But, you know, Raider Nation deserves an explanation. This Chan- Chandler Jones thing is just – killing the organization when you have a cancer you got to do something about it and right now that's a cancer and not addressing it and not communicating to raider nation if he does say something he doesn't really say anything he can talk for 20 minutes without saying anything raider nation does not like this lack of communication from their head coach and their gm and i think they've you know i mean i had high hopes for them when they were hired but those have been dashed okay. this is about as lowest as I can remember being a Raider. Okay, I got you. I, I understand. Okay, I got you. Thanks. We, we got a ton of calls. So, I mean, I, look, I, you guys can do a show if you want. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I get it. The Chandler Jones thing, let me address that once and for all. I've done it plenty of times. The Chandler Jones situation is obviously a serious situation. Chandler's on social media. He's doing videos. I get that. How do we all know that the Raiders aren't allowed to say anything about this? This could be a very serious medical-type situation going on. I know there's certain things that I'm not allowed to discuss in the hallway because I'm in management. So how do we know that Coach McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, or anybody else in that building is even able to speak on that? So they should just come out and say it because Raider Nation wants to know? We don't need to know. Just looking at the videos, you could tell that there's problems. That's not our issue. That's something that they're working with. When he says it's a private matter, guess what? It's a private matter. We don't all have to come out and bear our souls to the fan base. That has nothing to do with what's going on on the field. It's very insensitive to us to think that someone owes us an explanation to what's going on with the man that's obviously going through some things. That is out of line. Out of line. That is clearly not a normal type situation going on. So whatever the case may be, the Raiders are probably doing everything that they are legally, legally have to do with it. Can't say nothing. Let him go out there and, and, and throw all kind of stuff on social media because social media is free, right? That's a, that's a free platform. That doesn't make any sense to even 
say that Raider Nation is owed that. It doesn't take a genius to tell that there's something seriously wrong there. Why would, why would you say that someone owes you an explanation on it? Is it going to change? If Josh McDaniels came out and rolled out everything that's going on, would that change the situation? Would Chandler Jones immediately say, you know what, I'm not going to put any videos out anymore. I'm good. No, there's a problem. When you have the police department, the fire department, when you have health and wellness, all that going on, if that was going on in your life, would you want your employer to come out and talk about it? I wouldn't want my employer to. I'll tell you that. We all have issues going on in our life. Some people like me don't mind putting it out there. Other people like to keep things to themselves. Like Kurt Schilling, for example. He came out on his podcast and said that Tim Wakefield has brain cancer. Guess what? That's not his business to put it out there. And now the Wakefield family's pissed because that's not his business. Everything is not our business. Just because we have social media and people put their life out there doesn't mean that we're supposed to know. Right now, there's someone that's listening that's going through it. Their boss isn't coming out saying, well, you know what? Tim Smith has this issue going on. His wife is cheating on him. His kids have this. No, that's not our business. Why would anybody owe us any kind of explanation to what's going on with a, a certain person except for something's bad going on? And it doesn't take a genius to see that. That doesn't make any damn sense. Like, I've totally got derailed on this conversation. That is so out of pocket and foul. You tell me what's going on in your personal life that you want and you think your employer should have the right to go out there and explain to people that know you. How about, how about that? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Are we that entitled in 2023 that we're supposed to be an open book to everybody? I got close personal friends that don't know all my life, and that's how I keep it. Just like you keep it that way. Just like Ari keeps it that way. That's how it's supposed to be. Certain things that you share, certain things you don't. This is an issue. The Raiders don't owe us squat. Not a, not a, a damn thing. That don't make no sense. Let's take a break, man. Let's, let's, yeah, let's take a break. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padala. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. All right, here we go. We're back. 702-365-9200. Kevin Harlan, CBN Sports, play-by-play, along with Trent Green and Melanie Collins. They'll be on the call on Sunday. Raiders, Chargers. We'll get to Kevin Harlan in a few minutes. He'll be joining us. Can't wait to talk to him. He is a fantastic dude, great at what he does, so can't wait to uh, get his thoughts on this upcoming game, the second time this season that he's called a game for the silver and black. Uh, let's go ahead and go out to uh, to D-Town. Let's go out to uh, the Lone Star State. Jacob in Dallas, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Appreciate on, you. 
Yep. It's been a rough few weeks for us Raider fans, man. I'm sure you understand. But <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I, yes, sir. <laughs> hey, I heard what you said at the beginning of the show, and I'm going to make an assumption here about those people saying good for who about about Jimmy G, man. I don't think anyone has ill ill will when it comes to him getting healthy. Um, I, I'm sure everyone's happy that he's doing better from the concussion. I think, too, I think what's happening, man, is last year going into week four, Derek Carr had – six touchdowns and five interceptions and the standard that Carr had last year that all of us are used to was the standard that they said was not good enough to be quarterback of the Raiders well right. Jimmy Jimmy has six interceptions right now he's, he's right. doing kind of worse than what Carr did and I, I think the what people might be meaning is hey he's playing worse than Carr and Carr wasn't good enough so we should try to see what else we have even whether that's fair or not I think that might be where it's coming from. And I just, you know, I thought I'd give my thoughts on that and see what you think about it. I, I hope we win. I hope the I'm sure Josh McDaniels wants to win and wants nothing but to win. That's got to be the plan is to win as many games as we can this year, man. But um, I just think that might be where it's coming from is, hey, if Carr wasn't good enough, how are you going to turn around and say that what Jimmy G has given us so far, you know, is, is any better? So to roll with that instead of trying, I think that just might be people fed up with that. I don't know what you think about it. No, I got you. Hey, and, and, I, and I don't disagree. It's a really good call. I don't disagree. The one thing I'll say is all the stats and all the touchdowns that they had a year ago, they didn't have any wins. They didn't have any wins. They were 0-3, right? And I know they're not much better. They're only 1-2. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the season is so young, I don't think it's time to make a drastic change when it's still young and there's still, there's still positivity that could be had. If they win a game, just say they – just for S's and giggles – like, you might not believe it, but just, just let's pretend that they win on Sunday. They're 2-2. Two and two. They're right there in the thick of things. Now, I get it if they go, oh, and, you know, or they're like 1-5, 1-6, All right, then let's, let's talk about what's next, <laughs> right? But I just think when, it's, when you're 1-2 and, and you have an opportunity to square things up at 2, you, it's, why not go for it? Just my thoughts. But uh, let, let's keep it. Let's, uh, let's uh, okay, well, hold on. <laughs> Ari's letting me know that Kevin's on the phone line, so I better go to Kevin. And there we go. Thank you, uh, Jacob, for that call. Nash, we'll get to you in a little bit. Let me go to Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan joins us now from CBS Sports, and uh, so excited to have Kevin on the on the call this week. He does a fantastic job. He'll be with Trent Green and Melanie Collins. And, Kevin, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. I definitely appreciate you. Before we get into this upcoming game, Raiders and Chargers, I mean, man, you're on Monday night football. You're on Thursday night football. You're on Sunday football. Man, how much fun are you having during the football season? It's great. I, I enjoy every team that I cover and all the coaches. Each has a individual story that's compelling. Um, the league is a week-to-week league. One one week, you you love your quarterback, you love your team, and the next week, fans uh, can't stand them and want trades and people fired. It's, <laughs> yes. it, it's, it, it's, it's, the, it's the greatest reality show in the world, and it gets, it seems, better and better. And now you've thrown in the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift thing, and uh, we began with Rodgers getting injured and, and all the things in between. It's it, it's it's a league that continues to just uh, captivate us at every turn. And I know it's only week four, but doesn't it feel like there's been a ton of storylines already in just, again, a, a <laughs> short amount of time? <laughs> it does. I'm telling you, it it is hard to keep up on everything. I mean, the coverage has never been greater and You've got so many different portals you can go through to to get whatever you're looking for on your team or on the NFL, and it, it's great. It's scrutinized and dissected more than any other sport, surely in our country, maybe the world. But it's 
it's always fascinating. They, they, they come up with new, uh, new things to kind of tantalize us week to week. Um, but it does seem like there have been so many storylines here. We're going into week four. We're a month into the year. And it seems like we've had a season's worth of headlines and stories so far, not the least of which have been, you know, what Miami is doing down there with, with all the different moving parts of that team and how they're kind of taking the league by storm. I mentioned Rodgers before. I, I think the, the Raiders actually kind of struggled the last couple of weeks. They're a team that, that's nationally recognized and known, and I think that has kind of surprised some people. I think they thought that maybe Jimmy would be a little bit more steady in that position, would be more in line with what Josh was thinking for that position to, to, to prove. And so far, they've hit a little bit of turbulence, maybe to be expected. Um, uh, but but you just go around the league, and, and every team has got some kind of story that, that really has, has made the headlines at one time or another over the first four weeks of the, of the year. Again, Kevin Harlan from CBN Sports is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So I want to get into your assignment for this Sunday, Raiders, Chargers, SoFi Stadium. When you go and meet with coaches and, and try to sit down and, and get together for the, for the game plan for Sunday and just the storylines, what, what is most important for you as you're gathering intel? Well, I would say uh, the word you, you just used is right, headlines. I, the, there's not enough time sometimes to get into all the different details of position battles or, or, or one side of the ball or the other, but sometimes you're relegated to, to headlines and you go into a game, any broadcast, and this week the Chargers and Raiders for us, that um, you know, the, you, you've, you've got a couple good storylines for each team. Then you kind of go down the, 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 the ladder a little bit and go to some individual players that, that, that mean, you know, something to those ball clubs. And then if you get to that third level where you're starting to get really picky, uh, you're appealing to the people that follow every snap and every practice and, and, and every transaction for the teams that are playing. So it, it becomes, you know, kind of a what can I get done in this amount of time? And you prioritize going into each game, you know, how you've got to handle it. TV now in the NFL uh, and broadcasting it is so different than it was 20, 30, 40 years ago because of uh, the amount of, of technical uh, advances, all the different replay angles. You've got four angles of one play, and there's no time to tell stories anymore. Back in the day, in the 60s and 70s, there wasn't all that cam uh, camera angle uh, to deal with all the different graphics that you can put up, all different um, uh, statistical information and all the uh, different numbers that accompany players and teams and offenses and defenses. It's, it's, it's just, it's, there's so much and they're putting it in that the, the real sacrifice has probably been the, 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 the human interest stories getting in depth into a topic. There's no room. Yeah. The offenses are running faster um, uh, they're not spending a lot. They're no huddle offense. There's no time to get into stories. Back in the day, you could tell a story because there was more time. There was the, the, the no huddle wasn't a thing until Weishan invented it really in Cincinnati and with Boomer Esiason in the eighties. And, and so here you are trying to just, it's almost like a basketball game right. in some ways. Uh, so it gets, 
um, it, it gets a little, it, get, it gets a little fast paced. You just got to keep up with the speed of it. Well, you do. <laughs> you do a great job of keeping up with the speed of it. It's always entertaining when you're on the call and you will be on the call this Sunday. You, Trent Green, Melanie Collins do a fantastic job for CBS Sports. So one of the storylines has to be Kellen Moore taking over as the offensive coordinator for the Chargers and what he could do with Justin Herbert. And so far, Kevin, they've put up a lot of points. They've been very successful putting up points. Looks like uh, the Kellen Moore project is working really well with the Chargers. I think it is. You know, he had great numbers with Dallas, too. He They yeah. were a they were a top 10, top 15 offense every year that he was down there, more or less. And, and he helped develop Dak, and, and they really had a pretty good thing going. It looks like they're they're still on course, and Mike McCarthy now calling the plays for the Cowboys on offense, but more is probably exactly what Justin needed. Mm-hmm. And Herbert comes in with incredible physical skills. He's a power thrower with accuracy and, and, and there aren't many of those in the league, but he is one of them. And he's got, I think a, a pretty good uh, a group of skill receivers to work with. They did lose a big receiver this past week to an ACL Mike Williams, and he is gone. But, but I think Kellen is, is really, has really hit a chord. I think the quarterback is going to benefit greatly. And I also think that the offensive coordinator is still learning what he's got. You know, he's, he's still trying to, even though they've had the OTAs and the camp and the preseason and, and all this stuff, I, I think they're still trying to, you know, make sure that they're all on the same page, but know, you know, what each side needs to give. And that that's a process. And so I would say until we get the middle of October, do we really know what kind of team we're looking at as fans and as reporters? So uh, Chargers are a work in progress. Raiders clearly a work in progress. Yeah. Most teams in the league are, and, and we've got another couple of weeks to go, I think, before the head coach, the coordinators really have a firm grasp on what kind of team they're coaching. I wanted to ask you one more question about the Chargers, and that's just the defense. Brandon Staley is a defensive-minded head coach, and they just seem like they haven't been able to figure that thing out defensively, even though they've got really good defensive players. Uh, how big of a priority do you think it's going to be for this team to try to figure it out defensively and really complement that high-flying offense? Well, I would agree in the back end, they got James and the linebacking core. They got Kendricks, who was a, a big pickup from the Minnesota Vikings. And then a the line, you know, we got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa to talk about. Um, they at, at, at every level, they've got a star player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the G.C. Jackson thing has been a little bit disconcerting. Uh, they paid a lot for him last year. He was injured in camp and then got injured during the season. And he doesn't seem to be close to what he was with the New England Patriots. And and that has been a big disappointment. They were really banking on him uh, uh, to come in and, and, and be a shutdown guy. And that hasn't happened. So they're, they're, they're still trying to work, like I said, most teams trying to figure out what they are. I, I think they're still trying to figure out how that position and his performance is affecting everything. So um, probably uh, yet to be determined on that. And and I think it's, it's kind of disruptive actually to the entire defense, um, but they've got the parts. Uh, clearly they've got the parts. It, it just hasn't, you know, uh, come to the point where they're, 
living up to all the promotion that they had before the year began. Again, we're talking with Kevin Harlan, CBS Sports. will be on the call this Sunday with Trent Green and Melanie Collins, Raiders and Chargers. Wanted to ask you about the Raiders. This will be the second game that you've called this year for the Raiders. You also got the Buffalo game. When you sit down with the coaches, Josh McDaniels and company, Jimmy G is the starting quarterback. I know he's in concussion protocol right now, but what is Coach McDaniels looking for? What What is the, he think the identity for you, identity of this team should be? Well, I, I, I like I, I think that like I've said that they're still trying to figure out, you know, you know, with um, with a new quarterback and a guy who is more aligned with Josh, clearly uh, from their days in New England and just the style, the verbiage and all those things um, uh, that that seems to be, you know, I, I think the right direction. Um, uh, what, what I think is probably clearly uh, hurting him right now is that Jacobs hasn't been what he was last year and, yeah. and a quarterback's best friend is a running game. And that has not happened. I think they miss, uh, you know, something at the tight end. Now Waller has been injured and, and Waller, uh, they had a hard time counting on him. Now he's a New York giant. He's gone. But when he was at the top of his game and healthy and playing, um, that offense looked great. He and Carr had a nice, Connection. A car is gone. Waller's gone. Um, now, Mayer had the, had the catch this past weekend, which may kind of, you know, awaken him a little bit. I have high hopes for him. I, I, I think he's got a, a very high ceiling, um, but that is not maybe developed like they thought it would. And there is a great attention by the quarterback uh, who is leaning on two receivers most of the time, Adams and Jacoby. And, and there's not really a look at, at Hunter, which is, I think, surprising as much as Hunter has been, you know, in the past, a proven commodity. Um, that, that has been very slow to develop, either with the new quarterback or even with Josh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really has not been, um, you know, uh, he has not been as prominent as he's been. And I think Renfro has, you know, a lot of things to offer to that offense. So uh, the lack of a third receiver – the tight end position isn't producing much yet. I think it will. And Jacobs clearly is not himself yet. And it may take to midseason before he finally finds his groove. I, I don't know that, that uh, you know, we can get into the offensive line and, 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 and issues there. But it comes down to, I think, Jacobs not rushing like he has that has been probably as big a hole for that for that offense as we've seen. Would you say that that's the missing training camp in preseason, or is it just it's just not the same as it was a season ago? No, I, I think there's a lot to camp and missing OTAs and not being with the team in the offseason. He's a kid who's incredibly dedicated. We know that. He's, yep. he's a, he is a pro and, and loved by his teammates and is a grinder, and he thrives in that. And it just, for whatever reason, has not taken hold yet for this year. Uh, I'm, I'm going to attribute to it. He's still rusty. His timing is off and that, uh, and he's just uh, trying to, he's kind of trying to grope his way through the dark a little bit. It looks like to me. Um, but I think at any moment he could erupt and it could be this weekend. Right. He, you know, he'll be three games in, this will be game four. I'd like to think that, that, uh, you know, we're going to see some signs of what Josh had been, uh, over the last couple of years, because what he had been, was phenomenal, uh, including a title last year as a rushing leader in the league. 
Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. Again, Kevin Harlan is our guest here on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio 920. Kevin's from CBS Sports. will be on the call this Sunday. Just had a couple more questions for you. And one was, I mentioned Jimmy G in the concussion protocol. Joshua Daniels told us this week all three guys are going to be ready for Sunday. Uh, so he's not letting it be known who's going to be the quarterback. And obviously Jimmy G's got to pass through protocol or he doesn't have an option anyway. Uh, a lot of fans want to see the rookie. But Kevin, I feel like, and you've been covering the league for a long time, when you put the rookie in, you're basically dead and saying, all right, rookie, it's your show. See what you got. And I don't think that it would be good for a one, like a one to two game, you know, sample size. What, what are your thoughts on just putting a rookie quarterback into the mix? Like, are you dedicating the rest of the season to him or could it be a one game sample size? No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that, that that becomes a legitimate option. And I think Josh knows that he'll be ready if he needs to be called upon. But in a perfect world, I think you sit that kid let him watch. Garoppolo is a vet. Um, Josh is a, is a terrific offensive mind. Um, I, I think in the perfect world, you stick with Garoppolo. Let let the the young quarterback, um, you know, uh, learn by osmosis. If not during practice, uh, he would probably get some snaps. I think at some time this year, mm-hmm. the season's too new yet. I think there's still too much promise for the for the Raiders. And, and I just don't know that you're going in that direction quite yet. I still think Garoppolo is the best option. And, um, and, I, and I think they believe that as well. I think everybody knows exactly what the lay of the land is. It, it's just, it, it, it's probably less Garoppolo. Although, like I said, I do think spreading the ball out more would help him help that offense surely because they're, they're going to be king on, on Myers and, and Devante uh, as much as they possibly can, knowing that those are the first and, and second reads that Jimmy's making every time he goes back. And and they just need help from Jacobs. I mean, they, they got to get Jacobs up and going. Final question for you. Max Crosby was taken out of the game, really, uh, against Buffalo week two when you were on the call for, for that game. How important is it going to be for someone else to step up when a team like the Chargers coming up this week tries to do the same thing and take Max Crosby out defensively? Well, he, he draws all kinds of attention uh, because of how good he is. He's got, you know, he's near the very top over the last couple of years in quarterback hits and sacks. He's a disruptor. He changes a game. The offense, I think, and their protections tilt toward him. Um, so, yeah, he's clearly, he, he is clearly, um, you know, a focus. But that just gives opportunity to other players, um, you know, regardless of position to step up and make a play. And um, and I'm sure that is is continuing to be an emphasis too, that, hey, we got a player that's that's, that's getting chipped and, and, and getting initial hits from two to three offensive players every play. That means that somebody's on a one-and-one or someone's left free to fly in there. Right. And and that's, that's where they got to take advantage of it. So Crosby's always going to be a factor. I like to think he's going to continue to get his – Sacks and his big numbers. He's he's a, a focused, terrific defensive player. I I really enjoy his game and the kind of guy he is and the player he's become in this league. Um, I, I he'll live up to his standards, but but others have got to step up and they got to take advantage of what you know the attention of the offense is giving Max and what now they can do defensively for the Raiders to to uh, you know ply their way into that offense and, and make a play for the Raiders defense. 
Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. AFC West Showdown, Chargers and Raiders this Sunday. Kevin Harlan, Trent Green, Melanie Collins will all be on the call for CBS Sports. Kevin, thanks so much for your time. You do fantastic work. It's always great catching up with you. I appreciate you. Most appreciated. Thanks for your kind words. I look forward to uh, being on with you again down the road. Thanks again. Absolutely. Thank you. Kevin Harlan, CBS Sports play-by-play. Again, he'll be on the call for the Raiders and Chargers this Sunday from SoFi Stadium. We talked about Max Crosby right there at the end. I got an update on the knee of Max Crosby, plus your calls are coming up next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Many thanks to the great Kevin Harlan from CBS Sports, man. He is fantastic. He really is. It's so funny just listening to him explain the answers. It sounds like it's a game because I'm so used to hearing his voice. It sounds like I'm listening to a game while he's explaining and and just responding to my questions. It's so wild. And certain guys just have that gift, right? And it's it's awesome. So shout out to Kevin. I am never angry at all when he's on the call for any game because he can make something – Something terribly boring, sound exciting. There's times when, and he's been that guy when there was like the cat on the field in New York where he did the play-by-play of that. It was fantastic, right? Or some somebody, remember Ari, when he when the, the cat, cat was the best. The I, cat was great, right? Yes. He's at the 30, yeah. he's at the 30. Oh, he escapes this. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Just and, really good stuff. And uh, totally impromptu too, too, as well. Exactly, no exactly. He just script for that. does a great job. And then, you know, sometimes a dummy will jump on the field or something like that and go streaking or something, and he'll explain it. And I've actually asked him about that in a Super Bowl setting before, not this past one, but another one. I asked him about, like, what makes you do that? And he's like, well, it's a lull in the game. There's nothing going on, so I might as well just roll with it and have some fun, and people seem to like it. And I was like, done, done, perfect. I love it. So uh, any chance we get to have Kevin on the show, it's always a really good time. Uh, got the injury report for the silver and black for Thursday. The most notable person on here is Max Crosby. Max has got a knee injury. He was limited on Wednesday. Today, DNP did not participate. So that is something to pay attention to. Obviously, we'll get another injury report tomorrow, and then we'll find out on Sunday. Gut feeling tells me Max is going to be a go. But a knee injury, Max Crosby, and did not participate is not a good sign as far as I'm concerned. Other guys, Ja'Korian Bennett limited with that hamstring injury. Curtis Bolton with the knee injury didn't participate, same as yesterday. Jimmy G with the concussion, limited. He's still on concussion protocol. Roderick Teamer, Achilles injury, did not participate. Malcolm Kuntz's new addition, groin injury, limited. And Brian Young, ankle injury, new addition, limited as well. Let's go out to H-Town. Let's talk to our guy, Nash. Nash, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, buddy. Man, I'll tell you what, brother. You were taking us to church there for a minute, man. Amen. <laughs> Every you once in a while it happens. <laughs> Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, you were preaching. I loved it. <laughs> well, well, hey, to get to your, your two questions, I mean, first of all, kind of this this, this year, to me, I, I think Ziegler and, and McDaniel got a three-year plan. I think they laid out a three-year plan to Mark Davis, and things haven't gone necessarily the way they wanted to. It's be competitive, but where are we going to be in three years? And I think that's why – they took somebody like a Tyree Wilson instead of maybe Christian Gonzalez. You know, mm-hmm. if you're really playing for this year, maybe you want somebody that's going to be healthier. But, again, they see somebody that they think can mold and develop with a guy. When I see Tyree from watching him play at Tech, I, I see Justin Tuck. And I hope that's who he develops into, Ooh. a guy that can play outside and they can move inside. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, again, they'll be judged in three years. I mean, again, Michael Mayer may turn out great. I, I, I Honestly, I didn't love the pick. I mean – 
I would have rather taken that guard from from uh, TCU Avila. I oh, mean, yeah. it's a mm-hmm. good guy. Yeah, uh, and he was available, and I, I think that would have been helping this year. But again, they they're looking at a three year plan. Uh, I would have loved to been a fly on the wall, uh, understanding that Ziegler and McDaniel's got a great relationship. But what Ziegler talked to him about after the game, because again, everybody's questioning what they did there the two minutes, and to me, the biggest issue I had with it was. Right there, you throw that little uh, check down to uh, Jacobs. And to me, you got a second and short. That's when you call the timeout. You get two plays that you're comfortable with. Everybody takes a deep breath. And, and then you got you can still, if you don't make it, it's still going to be two minutes left. you got the two-minute timeout, a two-minute uh, warning and a couple timeouts. But to me, that's, that's how I would have played it. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. As far as this week – to me, 25 points has always been the magic number for the Raiders. If they can score 25 points, they're going to win 80% of the time. And in order to do that, I think you've got to go three wide, one tight end, one back, and, and it's going to be pass to run. And you've got to throw the ball to Jacobs out of the backfield. Uh, and he's going to be against the linebacker to do that. And honestly, I, I, like, I like Renfro, but he doesn't fit into what they're doing. I mean, I, honestly, I think he's better as a trade because with, with Myers – and with uh, Devontae Adams, you need somebody in that slot like uh, Tucker, uh, like the guy that played at San Diego last year. You need a speed guy that's going to make the safeties be concerned about somebody going deep. And, and Renfro's not that guy. And the reality of it is... Uh, thank you so much for that call, my bad. Uh, I thought you had a little bit more. we got to get to the, uh, the quick break real quick. Sorry about that. Good way to uh, break it on down, though. Appreciate you, Ari, in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. 2.55 is the time. It's Ray Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.